This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hello! Hey. Hey, it's Donna and Steve, you guys. On my talk 1071, everything entertainment. I know we're going to go into music news in a moment, but first. We were just talking about Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, Rocco, earlier we were talking about and listened to a little bit. It's linked up if you want to watch it all, the trailer and what I'm about to tell you about, uh, the Dr. Evil Super Bowl commercial, which got me all excited and had me feeling feels. So I go on to Twitter. You ever heard of it? Austin Powers is trending. Here's what Mike Meyer said. This according to the Today Show. Um, as to whether... Uh, here's what he says. We'll see. I can neither confirm nor deny the existence or non-existence of such a program should it exist or not. This about the possibility of another Austin Powers movie because Rocco the commercial was funny and a lot of people who liked Austin Powers have been waiting for an Austin Powers 4, even Austin Powers 3, <laughs> actually gold member. I love gold. It actually did end with a perfect story set up for where four would go. And so we all thought we were going to get it. I know no one's really watching it for the plot. I understand. But I am really hoping that this turns into a movie. And I was hoping that this is going to be trending on Twitter. And it is. Do you guys watch the Super Bowl commercials like today when they're like, hey, check no, it out. Not check really. Check it out before Sunday. I used to. And now I'm like, no, I want to. I want to have a reason to sit and wait. That's what I... I'm like, like, I'll go pee during the game, and then I'll come back for the commercials. So far, it's a Donna and Rocco sort of day. We did, we agree on everything. Stig's We're best wrong. friends. Yeah, I can He's like this. an outsider. <laughs> It'll change in five minutes. It'll be you two against me. By the yeah. way, if we were Golden Girls, Steve determined that you would be Estelle Getty. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Only for sheer looks. Yeah, I said... <laughs> it's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. Yeah! <laughs> And Steve Patterson. You like Huey Lewis on the news? This is the beat. Was it like if the four of us were Golden Girls with Don? Yeah, okay. with Don too. We put me as Betty White, uh, Don as uh, Rue McCla- McCallahan. Yeah. What's her name in the show? Because I'm a floozy. <laughs> and then uh, Don is B. Arthur as the driest of us all. Mm-hmm. And then you, Estelle Getty. Yeah. Huh. But we, thought, here's what we said. Now we left. The, you know, the, we led with the appearance, sure. But you, when you say something, we know it's going to be good. It's going to be worthwhile. Okay, He's not good, just talking good. to hear his own voice. <laughs> That's good. I like it. <laughs> okay, okay, good. All right. Although I'd put, doesn't Dawn seem more like the the floozy? Yeah, horny old lady type. <laughs> oh, I thought we banned the word horny. <laughs> They were probably like in their 30s when they did oh, that show. No, you know what? They were in their early 50s. The Golden Girls, when the Golden Girls started, they were roughly the same age as... Uh, and just like that, the Sex and the City stars are in this spinoff. Okay. Crazy. People so age differently. I, I am. Yeah, but again, Norm and Cliff were six years younger than I am when they started on Cheers. Yeah. And Cliff has always looked like he's 100. 
We gotta look up Archie Bunker and see how oh, old right. like Carol O'Connor yeah. was during that. Do the beat. Okay, I already hit it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I I'm like Rock was trying to keep us on track here. Um so Kanye West. Remember I was we were talking yesterday about how John Mayer stopped a stopped his show to make sure somebody in the audience was okay. And right. then I said Billie Eilish had done the same thing because somebody needed um an inhaler. Mm-hmm. And that's all she said was, hey, um, we're not going on until we know that everybody's okay. Okay? Okay. So, I mean, Kanye is threatening to drop out of Coachella if Billie Eilish doesn't apologize to Travis Scott for what he considers a diss. Hmm. Last weekend, okay, so when she stopped the show, what she said was this. I wait for people to be okay before I keep going. She didn't say anything about anybody else. So in yesterday's post from Ye, he said, come on, Billy, we love you. Please apologize to Trav and to the families of the people who lost their lives. No one intended this to happen. Trav didn't have any idea of what was happening when he was on stage. He was very hurt by what happened. And yes, Trav will be with me at Coachella, but now I need Billy to apologize before I perform. No. No. Who are you? Get Bye. You know, the the demand of it. Well, and who are you? Well, Kanye West would say, I'm Kanye West. I'm the co-headliner of Coachella. That's what he would say. And he's also the person who grabbed the mic from Taylor Swift when Mm -hmm. she was accepting an award to... Like, he thinks he calls the shots on everything. Billy did respond. She said, literally never said a thing about Travis, was just helping a fan. If she apologizes, I will be so upset. Even if, in her head, the Travis Scott situation was there, I don't don't know if she needs to then, even still, grant an apology. I'm sure that that's somewhere in her head. Right, that was in the news. Performers are now yeah. more aware of this sort of stuff. Uh, the Kanye demand, the uh, the bully pulpit of Kanye West is boring. It's just we're he's you know. doing yeah. It's almost like he's trying to insert himself into everything. I don't know if you saw the story yesterday or the day before. Kim Kardashian did a Vogue shoot with her kids. Mm-hmm. And Kanye, who's been dating another woman for quite some time now, said, please, God, help me get my family back. Like, what are you doing? Like, one minute you're accusing her of accusing you of hiring a hitman. It's just like, go, go take a nap for like three years and then come back. Speaking of. Hi. The age of Carol O'Connor. Oh, boy. When All in the Family started, 47. Mm. Yeah, totally. Rocco is, Rocco, you I'm, are I'm older yeah. than Carol O'Connor, than Archie Bunker was when Archie Bunker debuted on television. People used to age differently. I don't know if it was the pollution. I don't know. Was it the steel mills? What are we blaming? It's something was different. Sugar. It was all that bigotry inside him. Yeah. Actually, Carol O'Connor was supposedly a real nice guy that, you know. Yeah. Politic uh, on the other. It side was a of great show. I mean, it was such a great way to present how ignorant he looked. You know. Yeah, that was a great show. Anyway, thank you, Goodbye. poor moi.
Yeah, uh, Carol O'Connor <laughs> could have used a little poor moi climate smart skincare. So too, Cliff from Cheers and Norm. God love you all, but you didn't look your age. Might have been dry skin. Well, I, think, I, I think skincare also, it had to do with, you know, men go to spas a lot more. They get facial treatments. Didn't I tell you Lou Grant, Ed Asner, when Lou Grant debuted, I believe he was 41. Oh, God. 41. Like my age. Maybe it's because he was bald that he looked a little older. Donna. What? Unbelievable. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. I just, I don't know. <laughs> In the Mexican city of Wasolau. <laughs> when we come back. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, you know what? I watched more Olympics last night. Oh, yeah? There was uh, one, of the, one of Team USA's greatest Olympians ever finished just off the podium. But I've got to tell you, I watched the event. Unbelievable to watch this stuff. Unbelievable. <laughs> we'll tell you about it. When we come back, it's the Donna. Hello. All right, coming up on Don and Steve. Yeah, you say you'll work out in the morning. Then I'll get to it this afternoon, definitely after dinner, and it never happens. I know, it's hard to stay motivated, and that's why I tell people, join the Y. They've got group exercise classes that give you fun, fitness, and accountability. Peer pressure, I love it. Yeah, you get cardio, strength classes, yoga, and a bunch more. Get $5 enrollment if you join the Y by February 10th and 25% off dues through April. Sign up at ymcanorth.org. Good morning. Welcome back and thank you for listening to the Donna and Steve experience on my talk 1071 everything entertainment Steve you getting into the Olympics are you yeah Rocco do we have any Olympics music I guess I should have asked for this or is it copyrighted what are we... no you know just the other day I um, did a trivia thing with Lori and Julia where I learned that John Williams, who just turned 90, mm-hmm. he wrote did the Olympic it. fanfare for like the 1984 wow. Olympics. What a genius. So what a guy. What a creator. Oh, and don't forget, his son is? Petey Williams. I think he's the lead singer for Toto. Ah, you are right. Uh-oh, Something like we... that he's in Toto. Do you want to hear the flute version of a cover of no, Africa by Toto? definitely not. It's now time to talk about the Olympics, ladies and gentlemen. The Winter Olympics are happening right now in Beijing, the first city to ever host both the Winter and Summer Olympics in just 14 years apart. And we thank you. Last night, Sean White, on his final snowboarding run, final Olympic competitive event, was trying to get on the podium, was hoping to get a medal. Gold seemed out of reach, but was hoping to get a medal. Sadly, Aww. he finished in fourth place, just two oh, points outside damn. of the bronze medal, and he fell on his last time down. You do three runs down the snowboarding half pipe. Best score is what counts toward medal contention. And he got started good. Momentum was picking up, and then he fell and it was sort of an unceremonious ending to the greatest snowboarding career that we've seen at the Olympics and the X Games where he won a gazillion medals uh, as well. That was a bummer to watch. That being said, the snowboarding halfpipe, you ever watch this event? Nah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It is one of the most, and particularly the men's, and I only say this because they get higher air. There was one guy, because we watched the women's, Chloe Kim, uh, who won the gold for the second Olympics in a row, was great, Team USA, on the women's half-pipe snowboarding. There were dudes that were flying out of frame, like their first time, so they they sort of like jump into the half-pipe, and then they go up on the other side, and it's a 20-foot-tall ramp, sort of this this half-pipe, 20 feet walls on both sides. Donna, these guys were flying. And I watched they, a little bit. I saw a little bit. Oh, my gosh. I, I know. I'm just like in awe of what people can do with their bodies. And then they know once they go up there, okay, now I'm going to do a whatever, a McTwist 1080. How do you even remember? It's like gymnastics. How do you remember to do all of those things? And they show these giant air mattresses, almost like a stunt double. If a stunt double fell off of a building, how they would land in a big you know, air mattressy thing at the bottom. They practice on things like that. I was amazed at you what I saw. You should go to um, like Spirit Mountain or even I bet right here in Bloomington sure. that you can just go and just watch the snowboarders. You'd be really surprised at how good a lot of local people are at at doing that. I'm just like, how? when, when did you start? Like, how yeah. do you get that good? It's crazy. I'd like to do some snowboarding. I'd like to take the kids and go, go, you know, I, I love, I've only skied. I don't know how many times you've skied in your life. Never. Oh, really? Never once. Ever. Oh my gosh. I've probably done it maybe seven times in my life. Did, were you good Absolutely at it? loved it. Not good. No, but fine. Okay. If you were fine, that counts. You, I'm... I could get down safely. Okay. That's good. And, but the being on the ski lift, getting up to the top of the hill, and then there's multiple different hills slopes that you can go down and you would see some of the cabins up at the top of the hill and i always thought boy wouldn't that be great to have a cabin at the top of the hill you wake up in the morning you put your skis on ski down a hill there's it is so unbelievably peaceful yeah the ski lift up and then everything's blanketed in the snow right so it's like being in a recording studio oh gosh i love it i gotta do it what am i doing i don't know but don't waste any time time it can't be slowed only savored Mm-hmm. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factors' delicious, ready-to-eat meals. You know I love good food, and that is what I love about Factor. It's fresh, never-frozen meals that are chef-crafted, dietitian approved and get this— all ready to go in just two minutes. Never get sick of the same thing with Factor as you'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week. That includes Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and if you're watching the carbs like me, a great keto option as well. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash DS50 and use code DS50 to get 50% off. That's code DS50 at factormeals.com slash DS50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I had a friend who said, when the mess leaves, you know, our house is always messy because we just have, especially Dev is just like a bomb when he walks into a room. What's this? Put that there. What's this? Let's take that down from there. He's just psychotic. He said, when the mess leaves, the magic leaves with it. Oh, that's oh, a true that thing. Oh, that makes me want to cry. Yeah, it's true. Aww. So stop trying to keep your house so clean. I, I'm reading that Al Michaels book. Al Michaels, of course, became famous, a legendary broadcaster now, but at the 1980 Olympics with the Miracle on Ice, Team USA versus the Soviet Union. And he, Al Michaels, in his book says he kind of just got placed on hockey because he had called one hockey game prior to those Olympics, one time in his life. Oh, wow. He had called a hockey game, but he had the most hockey broadcasting experience of anyone on NBC's Olympic team at that point, their broadcasting team. So that's how he ended up getting the hockey assignment. He didn't want it. It wasn't petitioning for it. When was the last time you saw that, by the way, that movie? Oh, gosh, when I was in college, like oh, when it came out. You should watch it with your kids. Yeah, I should. That'd be a good one to it's watch. It's an amazing movie. But anyway, I digress. Sorry. Um, he was talking about that call and the the Team USA versus the Soviets. And they, they were trying to get it at 8 p.m., but it was already at 5 p.m. And they couldn't get it switched because... You know, America wanted it to be on in prime time on that Friday night. They couldn't get it switched. They call the game at five o'clock and decide they're going to tape delay it. They will air it at eight p.m. And back then, nineteen eighty, you wouldn't really find stuff out beforehand unless you re- unless you really searched out the information. Right. Now, Twitter spoils every Olympic result. So they do it. He had never thought of the line, do you believe in miracles? Yes. He never thought of that. It just came to him in the moment. People have always asked him, when did this occur to you? But get this, when they air the game at 8 p.m., he wasn't sitting back at the sports bar watching it all unfold after the game he had broadcasted. Just to be safe in case that feed dropped out, he had to broadcast the Finland-Switzerland game, I believe it was, afterward. So while America is watching Al Michael say, do you believe in miracles? Yes. He's calling another game that he's really uninterested in, but just because NBC said you you have to do this wow. in case the feed drops wow. out. Wow, interesting. So America enjoyed the moment together, and he was just still working, wishing he could be at a sports bar yucking it up with American fans. It's a good book, Yeah, Michael's book. USA. That's where the chant started. First time that chant ever came out was there. At the uh, hockey event in 1980. Hey, let's play a game. Okay. 651-641-1071. The College of Pop Culture Knowledge is the game we will play. You call now. You could win. Okay, bye now. Bye-bye. Let's do this, baby. Time to play a little game. Time to go to college. college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host. DJ Rock Lobster. Lobster. I want to see how smart you are. Hey, you know what I have underneath my... Uh, Vintage soccer jersey, my vintage um, Italian soccer jersey. Uh, like um, skims from Kim Kardashian's no, line. Like some sort of an edible plant-based shirt. Just a <laughs> plain white cotton t-shirt, you know? Okay, cool. Nice, and, bro. And Thanks normally for sharing. that's not that yeah, exciting. Bro. 
<laughs> but today, February eleventh, eleventh, sure. Donna. Did you oh, know? it's eleven. Uh, it's... Today is White T-shirt day. Ooh. And I found out the reason is there was a big sit-in at General Motors with the uh, auto workers union, Ooh. and it got resolved on February eleventh. February. And then a lot of people wore white T-shirts to oh. show, uh, you know, solidarity with the laborers. That's cool. Okay, that's real deep. Well, but okay. You know, sometimes I, if there's a reason for the season, I like to talk about it. Is okay. this going to be like laborers in yeah, pop so culture? No, this is a white t-shirts in pop culture. Hmm. Um, and I here to play along. I think it was uh, Kelly. Is that right? Did I get that right? Hi, who's this? Guten Tag. Oh, hi. Hello. 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 Hi. Hi. Hello. Did I get the name right? Wrong. Who is this again? The, my name is Kelly. See, I got it right. It's I'm Kelly, Kelly. Hey, Kelly. Hi, Kelly. You know what? I really wanted to say my name was Mary, but... Mary? Mary? What do you want? <laughs> the moon, Mary? I'll throw a lasso around it. Rabbit, out avenue. just love it when you do that. It just cracks me up so much. Oh, God bless you. Thank you so, so much. So I didn't lie, but... All right. So, Kelly, who do you think knows more Kelly? about white t-shirts in popular culture... I think I got uh, two movies and a music question here. I just bought a white t-shirt last night. I'm not trying to sway the mm. audience, but I did buy one last night. Uh, no, I'm going with Donna. Yeah, it's like it's Steve. Donna, but <laughs> Kelly. Donna, Donna. Bye now, Steven. Okay, have a good time. I'll be here. Thanks, Kelly. Okay. Oh, this is going to be interesting for sure. And Kelly does have a chance to win a My Talk how appropriate t-shirt Ooh, i hope it's white <laughs> well we'll work on that okay um are you ready yes Donna i am valentine yes i am Rocco okay. Banello. let's start with this one at the 2000 mtv video music awards this guy strolled into radio city music hall in a white uh, i guess we kind of call them white feeders what do you call those sleeveless tees we called them something else in the East Coast. Oh, did you? Is it worse than wife beater? It has to do with um, Italians. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to Google what the appropriate term for wife beater was. You can't say it. It's I not forgot. right. The times have changed quite a okay. bit. Okay. Anyways, this guy walked into Radio City Music Hall wearing a uh, sleeveless white tee with a hundred white t-shirt wearing clones trailing him. Name that performer. Um, Kurt Cobain? I don't know. Uh, number two, he made the white T-shirt a sexy thing when he wore one in 1951's A Streetcar Named Desire. Yeah, James Dean. And in what, No, Marlon Brando. And in what 1998 film might you find a character with the real name Jeffrey shopping for half and half and ra- at Ralph's in a V-neck and bathrobe? Uh, I'm going to say that that's Nicolas Cage. And the first one is... I can't... It's... Maybe it's Red Hot Chili Peppers or something. Let's talk it out. Because Kurt Cobain was wearing a sweater, but I don't know what he had on underneath. Let's Let's get Kelly in on this. Let's take Kelly into this. Well, Eminem was the one with all the clones. Well, let's do that. Yeah, he was... They walked in from outside and everybody looked like him. Yep. There you go. Girl, you got this. Good job. I think Marlon Brando is right. And then the third one... The third one, I'll say it again. In what 1998 film might you find a character with the real name Jeffrey shopping for half and half at Ralph's in a V-neck and a bathrobe? What year? 
98. Huh. Could this be like a Christmas story situation? I don't know why. I'm picturing Nicolas Cage. I always picture him in a bathrobe. (laughs) I have no idea. All right. We're just going to go with my original answer and call Steve back. Hi. Okay. Stevie Bowie. Please come back. Oh, holy cow. This is the longest thing of all time. Things I did during the break. Somebody messaged me about my magnesium, which arrives today, making sure that it's the magnesium glycinate because the other can upset your stomach. And I did get the magnesium glycinate. Thank you, guys. God, I was really worried that maybe you watched a different TikTok doctor last night and decided to get into zinc or something, but Mm -hmm. you're sticking with the magnesium? He's my doctor. Okay. (laughs) He's free. His advice is free and intended to help. And I suggest everyone... Find a TikTok doctor. <laughs> a TikToker. <laughs> TikToker. Um, okay, we're going to ask you questions about white T-shirts in popular culture. I think you're going to know this one. Ooh, as a Donna, mom, what? Don't the, lead the witness. <laughs> at the 2000 MTV Video Music Awards, he strolled into Radio City Music Hall in a white sleeveless tee a.k.a. white feeder, with a hundred white T-shirt-wearing clones trailing behind him. Name that guy. Eminem? He made the white T-shirt a sexy thing when he wore one in 1951's A Streetcar Named Desire. Oh, that's, uh, oh, shoot, is that Luke? Is that Paul Newman? Paul Newman. Could be. In what 1998 film might you find a character with the real name Jeffrey shopping for half and half at Ralph's in a V-neck and bathrobe? Uh, the Big Lebowski. Okay. <sighs> I'm going to lock those in. Let's, uh, uh-oh, Donna's already whining. I'm so mad. Real name Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey Lebowski, the dude. Oh, Played by... Jeff Bridges. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Steve yes. got that one. Donna did not, so it's one nothing, Steve. Oh, sorry, Donna. That's okay, Steve. Mm, the first one, you both got Eminem, so it's... Two to one, Steve? Yeesh. But the middle one was Marlon Brando, which Donna got, making it. it two to two. Let's bring I'm Brando. back for the tiebreaker. Stella! Oh. Let's That's see. it. Stella! Rosebud! <laughs> Different movie. All right, I am going to play a song from... I'm looking up the year here. Oh, no. 2006. No. Let's see if you guys can tell me... What do you want, the artist? Um, just anything. Here it goes. Donna. Steve. Donna. Say it, Donna. Kurt Cobain. Steve <laughs> Delilah. <laughs> it is, yes, it is. By hey Plain there, White Tees, the group. Plain White Tees. Oh, no. You know what, Rocco... Give Mary the T-shirt anyway. Whatever. I love you too. Don't make that same mistake and vote on Donna again, okay? I promise I won't. I love you. All right, you, you stay on the line. DJ Rock Lobster will get you a uh, a T-shirt. Remember our last producer, two producers ago actually, Ryan Perpich. That kept track of the win total. Well, sure, but he also was a real stickler. Like if we would say, as the host of the show. You know what? We're giving out that prize. Remember him, Donna? He'd be like, no, they no. didn't win. Nope. No, that's not how it goes. <laughs> 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 or if you didn't say the 
You know, before <laughs> something, he'd be like, nope, it's actually the. Yeah. Because the name of that song is Hey There, Delilah, but I gave Steve credit. Oh, for yeah. No, no way Ryan would have done that. <laughs> no way. Nope. Nope. And that's why we got rid of him. We should go visit him sometime. We should. He's, yeah, he's downstairs. In the old <laughs> folks' home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's downstairs in the newsroom having a lovely career as a news producer. Hmm. Uh, one of the most recent stories I have about Ryan is I went... <laughs> I went down to the newsroom, and he wasn't there, and now I'm just talking with other producers. I said, what's Ryan been up to? Well, yesterday he got new pants from Target and just went around (laughs) one at a time showing all of the producers, hey, did you see my new pants? (laughs) (laughs) That's the most Ryan thing. He's like... I just wondered if you would notice. So funny. Oh, boy. I'm going to hit this button. All right. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. Everybody on the show getting tipsy. tipsy. All right, here, listen. It is Valentine's Day weekend. It's Super Bowl weekend. Um, Mm. Here are some food deals that can hopefully save you a few bucks, okay? Hoping for a score this weekend. Listen (laughs) to some of these. Ew. Super Bowl Um, Valentine's. Applebee's. They're offering 20 free boneless wings with a purchase of $40 or more on Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, I like that. Use I the code BIGGAME22. Not a huge fan of the boneless wing. They're not wings. How do they get away with calling them wings? They should just call them oblong nuggets. Or blobs. <laughs> Come on down to Applebee's. A free 20-piece chicken blobs. <laughs> wonder why they didn't do that. Me too. Uh, Chipotle has a free side or topping of queso when ordering through the app. Uh, oh, yeah, or yeah, you can go to Qdoba and the queso. You can just get it. It just comes with it. Oh, you you got, want like, it with your burrito? Thing? No, not a squirty thing. You're not ro- rocking a pump like it's ketchup. But still, you can get queso right on your uh, burrito. You can also get free avocado. Excuse me, guacamole. <gasps> oh, really? Yeah, and, and Ch- uh, Chipotle makes you pay. Uh, we're Team Qdoba now, and I never thought that would have happened. Wow. Okay, I'll move on then to DiGiorno. They are running a sweepstakes based around the number pi, 314, 3.14, I should say. If you sign up on their website and the score during the Super Bowl reaches 3 to 14, 1,500 people will win a free frozen pizza. There's other prizes, too, but you got to sign up by Sunday. I'll move on to McDonald's. A free frozen pizza. McDonald's, you can get a free 20-piece chicken McNuggets with any purchase of $15 or more through DoorDash. That's fun. And finally, on Valentine's Day, Panera Bread mm. will be giving... I don't go in there. That scares me. I'll be giving... Oh uh, they'll be giving 22 what? people a year's worth checks. Of, okay, listen... <laughs> Rocco, it's very <laughs> I stressful. I wrote a check last night at dinner, by the way. I got to tell you about that. Okay. Oh, no. And then I have to tell you a word that I have been mispronouncing my entire life. Anyway, uh, Panera is giving 22 people a year's worth of coffee and a diamond <laughs> ring. Just, oh, my. Just Google. Just do a diamond games. ring? Well, yes. Uh, 
You have to share a picture with some Panera food on Twitter or Instagram, and then you have to use a hashtag. So now a 15-second story about Donna Valentine before we go to break. We have a lot to get to. Donna's been mispronouncing or using a word the wrong way for a long time. Rocco is becoming Donna. This is why we said he's a Stelgetti. He used to check at dinner last <laughs> night. Donna once went into a Panera Bread. They had self-serve kiosk. You know, the touch screen, start touching things and place there your order. There just iPads everywhere, and I'm like, she, I, don't, I can't. I she can't. panicked. And she walked out without any food. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, more of this absurdity when we return here on the Donna and Steve show on my talk. Good morning and welcome back to the Donna and Steve experience on my talk 1071 where talk is fun. We're joined by DJ Rock Lobster Clump. Now, now when, when Rocco came on the show at the beginning of the day, he said it's feeling like a Rocco and Donna kind of a day where you guys team up on me. Then he drops a bomb about right now check at dinner <laughs> we'll did. get to this here in a moment okay. uh let us first begin with donna learning that she mm-hmm. are you mispronouncing or misusing the word pronouncing spelling boy and this is this is a big week for you too because you just learned something about yourself at the beginning of the week yep that I you buy cheap aluminum foil apparently all your friends talk about it that you don't pony up for a reynolds wrap you get ronald's wrap <laughs> <laughs> So that was eye-opening. Because if you, I, I'm not cooking. I'm not like baking ribs, you know. I'm just wrapping little things like an onion. So I don't need any <laughs> That she just duty. eats raw. Her diet, I bet, is like any witch's potion. Let just me, hey, let garbage. me just tell you something since How you're taking me down ra- that road. foil-wrapped onions are in your fridge right now? <laughs> I, too. I have a red and a white. Oh, and listen, you guys, uh, let me tell you. So I was at the doctor recently, and I noticed that my overall cholesterol was 10 points up and i'm like oh my god i have high cholesterol oh i'm gonna have a heart attack what's going on i'm gonna have a blockage sounds like a reasonable reaction to that news so uh, i send my doctor a note and they write back they're like oh no your overall cholesterol is only elevated because your good cholesterol is so high it's better than average and that drives the overall number up which is nothing concerning at all and i was like oh thank you jesus so you're tying this back into the onions, onions in ronald's wrap <laughs> <laughs> all right all right so she learned okay. out about herself earlier this week what else have you learned about yourself i okay i've always said like if you were going to let me ask you how you would pronounce this okay, okay. you are going to the doctor for this type of exam Insurance covers this type of exam. A physical. Okay, but the purpose of it is to prevent things from happening to you. So what kind of exam would that be? Oh, a preventative exam? Yes. That's not how you say that word. I think it is. I don't think so. What do you think? It's preventative? It's preventive. Mm. Is that right? And I kept writing this word and writing this word and it kept showing up red and auto not. No. And I'm like, what am I doing wrong? I'm a good speller. It's preventive. Oh, wow. Wait. If if you. Rocco. I see a preventative right now. Preventative. Okay, good. Okay. Okay. So I kept typing preventative. And it kept like both. saying that I didn't. That wasn't a word. Preventive. They're both words. They're both words. Oh, I feel such a sense of relief. Thank you. I'm glad we went on that journey together. What makes you feel more relief when you found out you actually had good cholesterol, 
or that preventative is a word. Either way, when you put it on paper, it sounds like a hell of a week. <laughs> well, wait. I've got to inform you about a few things about you. Wait a second. Okay. This was you were cleansing for you. I know, but we got an email from someone that says, it's so funny. It doesn't say Steve says. It says Steve also says. (laughs) Add it to the list of things. Because instead of because. Yeah, I say it like like a casual townsperson. That's because I'm a man of the people. Not that's because. That's because. Because. That's because. 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 Because me. Bill Cosby. <laughs> oh, God. We don't talk about him. We don't talk about Cosby. But we need to. There's a new documentary out. We should watch it. Called We Should Talk About Cosby. Mm-hmm. All right. You, all right. What's our assignment for this week? Wait, 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 wait. Oh, Hang right, on. Wait. Now. We got it. Wait. No, don't go to the list yet. <laughs> okay. Hang on. We've already deep teased Rocco hurting my heart oh, yeah, by, writing by a check. whipping out his checkbook at dinner last night. So yeah, I had I dropped off my boy over on the east side of St. Paul at soccer, and then I had like an hour and a half to kill. I asked my wife, are there any Target runs we need, groceries? Nope. So I went and had a delightful little solo dinner, just me and my crossword puzzle. You're at so weird. The Little Oven <laughs> at White Bear and Minnehaha in St. Paul. Oh. Okay. And I walked in and I saw a sign that said, you know, no cards, cash or check only, ATM on premises. Yes. So I was like, okay. Oh, cards. So I had my meal. Boy, seriously, at the they had a little thing called the $5 specials, like, and they were like really good things. So I asked the waitress, I'm like, I don't know, it says here your lasagna is good. Should I get that? She's like, do you want the $5 special? And I'm like, sure. I had the $5 special, a glass of wine. My bill came to $9.81. Wow. How big was the glass of wine? It was pretty big, actually. Oh, my, oh my gosh. gosh. What's the name of this place? The, the Little, Little oven. oven. The Little Oven. Wow. Yeah. And so I went, I was like, you know what? I do, I, I always keep a check in my wallet just to, you know, every now and then you need one. You know, twice a year you need I one. I have my checkbook with me at all times. And so I pulled it out. I unfolded it. It had a couple, like, small tears in it. It doesn't even have my phone number on it. It's a low check number. I was like, all right. Was even... it a loose check or do you have the <laughs> yeah, checkbook? It's just in my wallet, folded Weird. up. And uh, sure enough, they took it. They didn't even like ask for an ID or anything. Okay, so I walked into a similar place, but it was a Chinese restaurant in my you know my neighborhood. And I was like, you know what? I'm in the mood for Chinese, so I'm gonna go you know patronize this restaurant. And... Where'd you go, David Fong's? Don't worry about it. Right, Although geez. I love me some David Fong's. I've never had it, but I've heard oh, great things. It's so good. Any hoozle. So it's just this little neighborhood place. So I walk in and I'm about to pay and she goes, oh, we don't take credit cards. And I go, what do you mean? (laughs) She goes, cash or check. And I did not have a dollar on me. So I whipped out my checkbook and wrote a check for my takeout. Their checks are coming back. Yeah. We brought Gary back. Yes. We're bringing checks back. Donna, you strike me as the kind of person who... (laughs) If booking international travel, would you do a traveler's check situation? Not anymore. But I remember that was really exciting. Yeah. It seemed really highfalutin back in the day. I always did traveler's checks because you didn't want to lose your cash. And if you lost them, you could call up Amex and say, hey, I lost them. No. You got it, buddy like, boo. Go to the uh, Amex. Steve, and... Don't be so closed minded. I'm not. I was just asking. Listen, I had a, I had a situation. So we're going to this um, this house, uh, like this big mansion in Orlando with the whole family. Again? No one could afford it. It's a, oh. Well, this is a different one. 
Um, so anyway, so all the family chips in and then it's doable. I had a payment. My brother, Scooty and Janie, they're putting it on their credit cards because they want points or whatever. He sends me a cash app request for $1,595. Stevie boy goes to transfer it. Rejected. Go to transfer it again. Rejected. One more time. Rejected. One more time. Rejected. I call the bank. Now I'm talking to a banker and uh, they... They said, are these your transactions? It was the automated person at the beginning. And I was thinking, yes, but luckily I didn't say yes because my fear was if I had said yes, they would have put through four dollars $1,595 oh. transactions. Right, bang, right, bang, right, bang, right. bang, bang, right in a row. So they did you not. said no? I, and then I had to speak with a banker, press zero, wait on hold, the whole thing. We got it worked out. They were just lovely. Uh, but no, I, you guys are using checks and I'm sending thousands of dollars via Cash App. Also, somebody hit me up on Instagram today in my messages and said, hey, what's your Cash App handle? Should I just respond with it and see if they put money in my account? Uh, who's the person? Never met her. Scooty. 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 Let me hear it one more time. Uh, Scooty. Oh, that's another one. Uh, Let's take a break. We got a dirt alert coming up next.